Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness? Have you been considering seeing a therapist, but you're not sure where to start? BetterHelp will assess your counseling needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so you can start getting the support you need online and in under 24 hours. And there's a special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sivir. We come together weekly from Kent and Leelanau to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and private Facebook group. Together we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. And this week we're talking about the value of connection during these unsettling times. As you might recall, Ananga and I were meant to meet each other this week for the first time in our 10 years of, of working with each other virtually. And while we're both incredibly sad and disappointed that we're not with each other right now, we are with each other right now, together in this virtual setting, doing our podcast like we've always done, maintaining our friendship, caring for each other, and knowing that at some point in the future, we will meet and I will be able to go to England and spend time with her. Welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shen. Did I make you cry? <laughs> <laughs> you made me smile. Oh, good. That's much better than crying. I was just, I, when I woke up this morning, I was just like, oh my gosh, today is the day we'd be meeting in London. And yeah. anyway, it's all good. Here we are. And, and I think that this conversation is important today with so many people feeling isolated and even trapped and missing people that they love. For sure. And yet here we are. You're one of my favorite people on the planet. And I've never been able to give you a hug, but here we are. Yeah, same. And I, I was really thinking about our friendship this morning and you know, the irony that uh, after 10 years, we were going to be together in person, never been in the same room, um, in the same space physically, as some of our listeners know, some might not. And I was just thinking about that. And I was thinking, you know, for us really, although we had that plan and it didn't come to pass, for us, this worldwide event that's happening is really business as usual because we communicate by, by speaking and hearing each other. And, and that was giving me cause to further think about the value of that, the value of really hearing our friends, our loved ones. This is a very tender time for, for so many of us. But I think that uh, the way our relationship's grown through sharing, through hearing, through holding space for each other, taking an avid interest in each other, supporting each other. To me, it's a sweet example of, of what these times can bring, that uh, social distance doesn't have to mean social isolation. No, oh, that's such a good point. I think, you know, even over these last three weeks, it's been quite a challenging time for you 
and your daughter because you both became unwell. Yeah, we got quite sick. And you're still not feeling, you know, the way that you did before coming down with with maybe COVID-19? Yeah, um, I would say quite likely, certainly for my daughter, the symptoms she had. Um, took quite a, a turn after two or three days of feeling unwell and feeling like she was coming down with something. One morning, things just took a definite turn. And then two days later, same thing happened for me. She had a cough and temperature fever and eventually breathlessness and weakness. So we, we do suspect that was the case, though it's not possible for us at this time to get tested to see if that was what either of us had. But whatever it was, we're still quite tired. Um, I'm certainly a little breathless, grateful to be regaining strength. But um, it was something, whatever it was, it was quite a, quite a heavy experience. Yeah. But here we are, we're, we're taking good care of ourselves, taking good care of each other. And uh, what we've experienced, I don't think is cause for triggering or causing concern to our wonderful listeners. No, but in the same time, uh, being as close as we are and being on the other side of the Atlantic and knowing that you are suffering, that's one of the things that, that comes up with our listeners most often is, as many have told us, that they're not as concerned about becoming ill as they are about their loved ones and, and how, how are they faring and are they going to be okay? Yeah. And so I'm so incredibly grateful that you are on the mend, that both of you are on the mend and, and feeling like you're on you know, the better side of, of that experience. Yeah, certainly we are. And we're very thankful. I'm thankful for all the kind support we've received. You kept in touch with us so beautifully and other friends also offers of groceries coming in and all kinds of support. Very grateful for that. You know, sometimes in these difficult times, that's where you really get to appreciate the support and the love that's, that's around us. Sometimes on the better days, we're not always as aware of that. So very much uh, gratitude in our house. But yeah, very unsettling times. There's certainly where we are a sadness in the air. There's a, a soberness in the air. Mm-hmm. And a lot of sweetness, like um, last Tuesday night in our apartments, everyone came up on their gardens and balconies to clap and cheer for the health service here. Oh, I love that. That's, that's fantastic. It was really lovely. Somebody let some fireworks off. I didn't know what was happening. I don't watch the news, so I was out of touch. And uh, we were just finishing our dinner, and I heard clapping and then more clapping and cheering. So I grabbed my coat to rush outside just as everyone went in. (laughs) 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 Typical me. What's happening? (laughs) What's happening? It's over. And uh, I looked to catch my neighbor's eye, but she was already indoors. And I'm like, oh, so uh, my daughter looked up online and she said, oh, it's a cheer for the NHS, cheer for the the care workers, the health workers. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And it was quite moving, even though I didn't know what was happening. It sounded joyful and united. You'll get to benefit from the energy of all of your neighbors and, and, and their, uh, their gratitude. Yeah, and it's happening again this Thursday night. So I've set an alarm. I'm, I'm on it. Oh, good for you. <laughs> this time I'll be out there joining in. Yeah. So sweet things like that are happening. Neighbors that I don't know so well have seen us going out for a walk and seen that we're 
not in full strength and uh, from a very respectful safe distance of you know asked how we're doing did we need anything dropping on our doorstep so there's a lot of sweetness yeah also of course a lot of anxiety i have older parents and um i've just learned that they have a neighbor who has been tested positive for covid-19 so they're taking extra care at the moment with the isolation and getting a little bit of help with groceries you know i'd like to be nearer to them and able to drop supplies off for them so definitely for those of us with family members with health challenges or older family members it's a very concerning time it really is my folks are about i guess just about 2 hours away and they are still going out regularly shopping and and doing things I'm, you know they're not in in big groups or having parties or any of that but they're doing things that i wish they wouldn't but I don't have control over the choices that you know that they're making but they are also getting up there in age and and of course I worry but it's a matter of praying and asking them to to do the best they can to care for themselves because they're going to do whatever they do I don't have control over what they choose to do so I'm going to love them and pray for them and hope that uh they get through this time with their health and i think for those that are challenged by anxiety this is where we really might need some extra support and we might need to take that brave step of just looking at how am i doing am i reacting or am i responding am i angry which is often a cover for fear underlying fear am i frustrated oh my gosh ananga i have been all all of those things and i know that i'm not alone the emotions the waves of of sadness or um of fear of gratitude it's perfectly normal for us to be all over the place mhm mm and then to draw that back in like you said and have some practices that can help you even out and that's that's something that i've been working on much more in the last few days because i allowed myself to get kind of sucked into the vortex of fear for a while. I was paying way too much attention to the news for a while even though I knew better. And now that I haven't, now that I've given myself that break, now that I know what to do, how to best care for myself and my family. That's enough. And when another big piece of information comes through, I will receive that. I just won't let it come at me. I won't let it happen to me by putting myself in front of the computer and i've even had to back off a little bit on social media as well i i don't need covid-19 in my face over and over and over again i have a very dear friend here in the uk who's just posted if you or somebody close to you has this virus and needs support of course i'm here to talk with you and and offer you my support but if it's not in your immediate you know vicinity at the moment then let's just step away from it please don't keep sending me stuff because there's so much fake news so much yeah scaremongery and i had this a few years ago when i had a serious health diagnosis so much stuff comes in at you and i asked two friends in the uk to take that on for me could they just screen my messages and shield the communications and they very kindly let all the stuff that they knew would overwhelm me they held that and responded for me very kindly and the good wishes filtered through sure. 
And a friend of mine was saying this morning, it's overwhelming. I just can't do this at the moment. She's also dealing with a long-term illness prior to this latest event that we're experiencing worldwide. So she's looking out for her overwhelm. And I thought it was a very smart move, a very smart step of self-care. And only we can draw those boundaries for us. And only we can hold them firm. And it can really take some recommitting to that. We might have to do it every day. And there are days when we're going to fail. There are days when stuff's going to get through. Somebody's going to pop their head over the boundary fence and we're going to let them in and then regret it or resent it. And it really is just a question of redrawing the lines every morning and saying, okay, what is the best I can do for myself today? What do I need today? I've been putting my um, phone and my iPad that I use for our work together. It's been put on do not disturb mode so much more than usual. And I'll just go and check in at set times because I can't take the barrage of, yeah. of information coming in. And I want to be in good shape for our community. Yeah, of course. Really helpful to ask, what's the best I can do for myself today? How can I practice good self-care? How can I look after my nutrition? If I have dependents, how can I make sure they're getting what they need? Fresh air, nutrition, some nourishment for the mind. I know for me, at such times as this, I need to be quiet. There's a part of me that wants to run into creating courses that are going to help others, and I will be doing some of that. But there's another part of me that really needs to look after myself and go into deeper self-care, particularly when I'm in recovery. So I have to temper myself and ask myself, what's the best thing I can do for myself today? Mm -hmm. Somebody sent me a quote saying when Shakespeare was in quarantine, he wrote, King Lear. And there's a part of me that goes after something like that, like a dog after a bone. Yeah, but he wasn't sick. (laughs) Precisely. (laughs) And we will be offering more support and gladly so. But as you know, my tendency is to pile on a little bit. So I'm having to be careful not to do that at this time. And that's one of the reasons why this week, this is our work. And this is all I will be doing this week because I'm still taking a vacation. Mm-hmm. And while it's not the grand vacation I was hoping for, I'm going to be spending time at Lake Michigan. I'm going to be in the forest. I'm going to be doing some spring cleaning, just letting myself have some space and relax, nap, do whatever it is that I need to do because it's what I need. I know it's what I need right now because one of the things that came with all of this pandemic and everything around it is the little pokes at the health anxiety, which is where I go, mm-hmm. which is the anxiety that, that I struggle with the most if I'm going to be in a, in a cycle. So thank goodness I know what to do. <laughs> and thank goodness you've been available for me uh, when it's like, oh my gosh, this is happening, you know, and then, okay, I know what to do. And I know how to care for myself. And sometimes you just need some extra help. And that's, that's why we show up and, and do what we do. And, and even anxiety slayers need some extra support sometimes. And we'll talk more about this when we come back from our break. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness and preventing you from living your best life? I can say that there have been a number of times in my life where I've needed extra support 
and wish I'd had an online option for counseling. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And to be clear, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. But what it is, is professional counseling done securely online and their services available for clients worldwide. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to leave the comfort of your own home. It's more affordable than traditional in-person counseling, and financial aid is available. You can start living a happier life today. And there's a special offer for you just for Anxiety Slayer listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. Before the break, I was talking about needing some additional support and being able to identify the triggers that I deal with. And it's one of the things that we want you to be able to do as well. If you know health anxiety is a trigger or social anxiety is a trigger or financial anxiety, whatever it might be, knowing that and being able to care for yourself, being able to take a breath and assess how you're doing right now and how you're in this moment, you're doing just fine. Or if you're not, that you can get additional support and that you do have the tools you need to care for yourself. I think it's really helpful to look at this with compassionate understanding. And when we're talking about living with anxiety, as we've discussed in the past, some wonderful teachings from Ayurveda, India's ancient science of living a long and unhealthy life. Ayurveda teaches that different body and mind types respond in different ways to different events. And the vata type is the type that's more prone to anxiety. That's, that's their challenge is they tend to worry, they tend to experience fear, they tend to have what-if thoughts about the future. And one of the real challenges when vata becomes disturbed in the mind is that we can catastrophize so easily about our own body. So any little symptom or sensation in the body, the vata mind will zoom right in on that. And you can imagine a hundred times a day that you've got whatever particular fear is the flavor of the month, whatever particular illness you might feel triggered by. Currently, mm-hmm. with this coronavirus being all over the place in the press and you're reading the symptoms and you're hearing the symptoms and then there's new symptoms and different things coming up and we can practically manifest those symptoms just by keep hearing it and being concerned about it. But knowing that Vata has the tendency to do that, the first teaching is this isn't a flaw in you. Right. This is the tendency of the Vata type when it's disturbed. And the great things that come with Vata are what we really need to focus on to get through this feeling okay. Vata is witty, very funny. It's adaptable. It's creative. So I was sharing with you, Shan, before recording the show today, we were talking together and I was sharing that a friend of mine had set up a, an art group of friends on Facebook at the moment. And we're all sharing a, a sketch a day. She's putting up a subject. Yesterday was your favorite animal. A couple of days ago was an orange tree. Uh, today's toadstools. And we're all just having a go at, at doodling away, coloring in and, and sharing our art with each other and encouraging each other. And for me, those kinds of practices are very mindful and very light. 
very preoccupying in a good way, very healthy. The challenge with vata is when vata is suffering, it runs to distraction. And because the anxious mind is so energetic and can create such a big picture of what we fear the most, the tendency is for us to run to heavy distraction, mm-hmm. sometimes addiction, um, social scrolling, getting caught in the very things on social media that we don't want to see, or heavier movies, just something the mind pulls us towards, something big and loud or, or intense or state-altering, anything to block out the noise of that anxiety. But when we understand that that's the tendency, of water when it's disturbed, we can start responding more softly. And things that we can still do that really help are getting out in nature, getting out in the fresh air. There's so much statistical evidence from the Spanish flu epidemic of 1918 that one thing that really helped was when they had the outdoor hospitals, which no doubt came about from necessity because the hospitals were full, but it just so happened that the hospitals that were outside in the fresh air and the patients that were brought outside into the sunlight and the fresh air on a daily basis did so much better in recovery. So just remembering those simple facts that getting out in the fresh air, filling your lungs with air, meditating on your lungs being open and expansive, and you know, just imagine they've got their arms out to receive energy and life and not have them be constricted is doing so much for your immune system so much for your health and so much for your anxiety. So just each day to bring yourself to creativity, to nature, and to soulful connection with the people you love, really hearing each other, laughing with each other, or the people that you're, you're living with, or if you're connecting as, as we are, Shan, long distance, you know, just voice to ear, but also heart to heart. There can be both, just really connecting deeply. It is a beautiful time of connection in so many ways. It's just not the traditional way. My neighbors right now are, we have the best neighbors. Oh my goodness, we're so blessed. And so we talk to each other over the fence. Seriously, there's a, we have a a fence in between our yards and then, uh, and we just come out and catch up. And it's, you know, every few days, and how is each other doing? We're in the fresh air. We're keeping a safe, safe distance. But we're listening to each other. And we're having a laugh or we're being honest about uh, the sobering reality of, of what's happening or wherever it is we need to be. And just a couple of days ago, I made a lemon cake. And none of us wanted to eat the whole lemon cake, which is exactly what we would have done had we not given half of our lemon cake to our neighbors. So as we're making this cake, my daughter and I are being extraordinarily careful to make sure everything's clean, safe, you know, the whole thing, and and to take this cake to them while it's still hot. And my neighbor had such a laugh because I had texted her earlier if she, you know, let her know we were baking. Did they want some of this lemon cake? And she, of course, replied, yes, we'd love some lemon cake. And I marched over and put it on their porch and then texted her that I had left cake there. So she's got this warm cake, right? And she says, oh my gosh, I didn't know when it was coming. And I had just gotten out of the bath to find 
this lemon cake on my porch. Like, what could possibly be better than that? You know, those just little, little kindnesses, little sweet things that you can do. And her giving back, she's a professional sewer. She has been making masks and teaching others how to make masks mm. and how to get involved to help our local hospitals and doctors and nurses. And, and anyway, that connection, that sweetness, the lemon cake, making the mask, your neighbors checking in on you to see how you're doing, us checking in on our parents, reaching out to friends maybe that we haven't talked to in a really long time to let them know we still think of them and love them and care for them, even though they're not in our lives every day. All of these things matter. Laughter matters. Oh my goodness. Please allow yourself to bring in some humor as much as you can. It has made such a big difference for me. And I know it will for you too. Laughter's medicine, for sure. And when we're laughing, we're sending the right kind of chemicals around our blood, into our bloodstream to take good care of us. You know, you can't laugh and be in flight or fight or freeze mode. Right. So definitely laughter has its place. Not that we're trying to be glib about what's happening. It, it is a sobering time. But these emotions can coexist. You can feel sadness and tenderness and gratitude and joy. I think in the West, we seem to think that things are mutually exclusive. Can you be happy and sad? Can you be bereft and, and connected and grateful? And yes, we can be all of those things. Yes. All of these things. And in gratitude and in joy and connection, sometimes comes fear. And this is something that Brene Brown teaches beautifully. And she will say, yes, there's fear. You know, you may hug a loved one and think, oh gosh, I hope you stay safe. And, you know, I don't know where this is going. And that's where fear comes in. But we can, we can hear it and say, yes, it brings tenderness. But in this moment, we're okay. And I'm so grateful for this moment mm-hmm. right here, right now. And, and again, Ayurveda teaches the only point of power we have is the present moment. None of us know what's, what's going to happen anyway on any given day. None of us know what's going to happen. And this kind of international event, this, this worldwide phenomena that we're all experiencing at the moment, it heightens that and it brings increased apprehension, increased uncertainty and, and tenderness, but we can practice responding to it rather than reacting to it. And that comes back to focusing on the fact that we can't change what's happening outside. We can't change, as you said, Shan, how others are responding to it and what they're doing, but we do have control over how we step into each day. Mm-hmm. We have control over what choices we're making. And if we can keep coming back to that, in this moment, I'm okay and I'm grateful. In this moment, what can I do to take care of myself? What can I do to help a neighbor? And we're always better when we can find some place of service. Service and self-care is what helps us keep grounded and and in good humor. Ah, oh, Nanga, I'm so glad that we came together for this conversation today. I have missed you. I have missed our conversations. I'm so grateful that you're feeling better and that we can continue sharing our, our stories, conversations, answering listener questions, doing whatever we can. And if you're new to the podcast, please make sure that you scroll through the directory for the last few that we've shared because we have covered uh, a lot of the subject matter through supporting you with guided meditation through how you can best take care of yourself. Great conversation recently with Sherrianna Boyle. We have 
lots and lots of episodes to support you during this unsettling time. And if you have any questions, anything we can help you with, please feel very welcome to communicate with us via our Facebook group, private Facebook group. Nobody else can see other than the members what's going on in the group. So just look us up on Facebook, search for Anxiety Slayer. And there's a lot of support in that group, a lot of very kind souls there helping each other out. Most people know what everyone else is going through. So there's that beautiful peer support, but we're checking in there daily as well. So if you have any questions or concerns, anything we can help you with, anything you'd like us to cover, then please get in touch with us there and we'll do the best we can to respond. All right. Well, I think that's it for this week. Thanks again. And I look forward to coming together with you soon after my vacation. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ananga. And thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you.